please don't push me. Please don't push me, but y'all push B. Now we got dwellers from Cali to flat bush B. Now they got heat on they feet that say press B. And now we so deep in the streets, y'all can't stress me. Can't curse me, then bless me. I'm crucifying my flesh, that's less me. SAT from preaching, can't test me. Atheists are now believing, that bless me. Yeah, we got the basement replacing any of those worldly pursuits that y'all chasing. Any of those trials and tests that y'all facing Any of the relationships that y'all changing We rearranging, making the shame shift Giving Satan back what's his, that's the blame shift Rise up and walk commands, that's the lame shift Cheat codes for living this life, that's the game shift All on Yeshua man, the rest is manure man I'm dying daily so I rise up a purer man Pressing B daily so my sins looking fewer man Washing the blood so my sins down the sewer man yeah, so press B with me And let's let whatever gon' be just be uh, Yeah, so press B with me And let's let whatever gon' be just be What is going on, Youth Nation? Welcome to another episode of the Youth Nation podcast We have Mr. Elijah Furtick on the pod Who cares about me? Back from Liberty <laughs> We got Nathan Diaz Who cares Diaz. about Nate? No one cares about Nate Diaz here But most importantly, we are with our guest today Mr. Tim Ross, baby, up? let's go What's up? Yeah. What's up? What's up? And we gotta just shout out the team and everybody Because we are in the legendary, the infamous basement I hope it's not infamous Right. Uh, infamous but, is just the worst possible the, adjective you could have picked. We, we we got bodies down here. That's what <laughs> makes it infinite. In, infamous. And the crazy thing is, I thought it was. I thought you walked down to the basement, but this one you walk up. Yeah, yeah. you got to walk up. I right. wasn't gonna do there, a sermon in that. There's there's there something there. Oh, there, there's absolutely something. This there. So, Somebody found a yeah, verse. Yeah, yeah. The no, way down. Guy. The way down is up. Yeah. Come on. You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> have, have you done this before, man? <laughs> a couple times. Just like maybe two or three. Two or three. Thousand. Yeah. That's so good. Well, bro, thank you so much for having us, dude. For sure. I'm Seriously. honored. Thank honored you, to be here with y'all. Bro, for sure. it feels like we're like just kicking it with family. Yo, that you're just downstairs eating lunch with yes. your boys. Yes, man. That's the vibe Shout I out want. Nathan. That's Shout out Noah. I want. Absolutely. I bro. mean, yes, I, I just want to say, like, if no one else is going to say it. But I mean, as far as like... We have a podcast, obviously. I mean, you are the the blueprint, the the inspiration. Like when we're talking about like Christian podcasts that are changing the game right now, like, bro, I'm so hyped to have you on. Like, oh, thank you, you're, man. You're that the, means you're a the, lot. You're the master of, of what sure. we're trying to do. Thank yeah. you, bro. Bro, yeah. we're so stoked. It's gonna be fun. It's mad chill. So, just so you know, this is the this is for Elevation Youth. Yes, sir. So our audience, 12 to 18 year olds. Yeah. You know, that next generation. That's my babies. Yeah, Those exactly, are my babies. Bro. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. We need to have you on, bro. Come on. Hey, we got to get you hey, on this on, pod. On. We, like, I, I'm talking about, like, get you listening to this pod. I'm not talking about, like, getting you on right now. <laughs> me but that's it. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Me first and then right, right, Okay. Ready. <laughs> he looked ready. Oh, he, he, he already ready. ready. Oh, he was yeah. born ready for that's sure. so good. Well, we're yeah. so excited. We're honored to be here, bro. Thank um, you, man. We always like to start off with a little game. Yeah, for sure. Let's go. A little icebreaker, whatever. You want to you wanna do the game? Yeah, I'll enter. So it's a it's a funny game. It's called If Preachers Weren't Preachers. You got it. So I'm gonna give you three people. Yep. You gotta tell me first first job that pops into your head got it. that they'd be doing if they weren't a preacher. Okay. Number one, obvious pick, Mike. Okay, Mike Todd. If he wasn't a preacher? Yeah, yeah he's he's not a preacher, alternate universe. What he, what is he out here doing? He's a he's a music mogul. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Point blank period. Yeah, hundred percent. Absolutely. 
Done. Hundred percent easy. Okay, Charles. Charles Metcalf. He's a fashion designer in Paris. These are too easy because <laughs> yeah. they're already both so good at those things. And it's funny because we we talked to both of them on the pod about those things, yeah. about what they would do if they weren't pastors. Right. Yeah, and, they all, they and this is the what same they thing. said. That means you're a great friend, right? Great friend. <laughs> it's true. You know your boys. All right, number three, final one, Robert. Robert Madu. Uh, Robert Madu is a. Um, Robert Madu owns. No, Robert Badu is the CEO of an oil and gas company. <laughs> <laughs> he got so oil money. Yeah, in, in oil money in Fort Worth, and you and you never hear of him <laughs> until he acquires another oil company. Oh wow! Because he's he's a supreme introvert. Really? Yeah, he is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Dang, I didn't catch that vibe. I guess. Yeah, I'm I'm an introvert as well, but like yeah, when, I never when, that. when the cameras go off. Don't he, talk to me. He just we are preached. ninjas. Right. He just preached at the church too. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. This last, this last Sunday. Sunday. Oh, so sweet. Shout out. Yeah. Everyone go tap into that. Um, yeah. Rob's beast. Absolute beast. That's so dope. I love it. Great answers. Great answers. So, man, we got we to gotta go back to the jump, bro. Okay. You're the host of the basement. Yep. And how, how did this all come about, bro? Yeah. Because it kind of seems like one second... There's no basement. Next second, <laughs> it's the it's the biggest podcast in the freaking world, bro. Oh, that's so funny, man. Well, um, the 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 vision for the basement was given to me when I was 30 years old. I was a young adult pastor at the Potter's House, and um, I just got this vision about um everybody trying to go up to the the hundredth floor of this building, but where the presence of God really was was in the basement. Mm. And so instead of uh, everybody trying to, you know, achieve what was at the top, it was all about getting down to the bottom. Jeez. And what I felt like the Holy Spirit told me was, uh, if Jesus Christ is the chief cornerstone, what floor would you want to live on? And that's what settled in my mind. Like the basement is the philosophy that I need to live by. And he said, try to he said, get as many people to the basement as you can. So from from ages 30 to 47, all I've been literally trying to do is like get everybody I talk to one on one. You know what I mean? Like like if if I started mentoring you, then I would be like, bro, I got to give you this vision about the basement. Is this the philosophy? This is how we think. This is how we talk. This is how we walk. This is how we act. Right. And then um, actually, JB, JB in May of last year asked me to be on his pod. And he was doing he was doing a pod with AP. AP. I get those initials right. Yep. yep. He was doing a pod with AP, and uh, I did it for him, and I dapped him up, and I'm about to walk out the door, and the Holy Spirit said, "I need you to do a podcast." Dang. And I literally was like, "Yeah, no, I'm good." I was <laughs> like, "I'd rather throw a p my, my exact words to the Holy Spirit was, I'd rather throw a penny in motion." I was like, "I'm good. I don't feel like doing it." Like, like he was like, "No, I need you to do a podcast," and I was already transitioning to church. I had a pastor for seven years. I'm transitioning this church. I'm like, well, what do you want? How do you want me to? Don't you want me to do this first? And he goes, I need you to. I need you to start the podcast now because I need the seed to be in the ground and roots to be growing before you transition the church. Well, I didn't think I was transitioning the church until this year, 2023. Holy! I had no idea that last year was my last year when he told me to start the pod. So we taped a bunch of episodes in June. We dropped the first pod. July 6th, by August 1st, we had 25,000 subscribers on YouTube. Oh, my And we were gosh. like, I have, we don't, oh, how? 
And so here it is now, 15 months later, we have 293,000 subscribers. Jeez. As of today, so that's a real number. Wow. Yep. Oh, that's crazy, dude. Yeah. So you were, before all this, you you were a pastor. Yeah. You said young adult, and then... Were you the senior pastor of the Yeah, uh, Embassy City Church. I was I was the lead pastor for that church for seven years before I transitioned it last year. Uh when I worked for Potter's House, I was um young adult pastor, but I was director of a student ministry. So I had I had um oversight of birth through thirty years old. Dang. And and you know, youth is my default setting. I I got saved when I was twenty. The only people they trusted me to preach to was young people. Yeah. And I'm a lifer when it comes to youth. Like the older I get, I feel like the more anointing I have for fifteen year olds. So Dang. those are my people. Bro, that's beautiful. Dude. Yeah. And no, that's, that's the whole yeah. that's the whole reason we started this one, bro. Was yeah. Literally for the next generation, that that same type of age group you're talking about too. For sure. Um, dude, that's so good. How, was that like? When he was calling, when you felt the Holy Spirit say like you got to start one, and you were like, "Nah, bro, you're tripping." Yeah, for real. What like when you decided like, okay, this is gonna, this is gonna be it. Was that like scary? Because you had to go oh, back to sure. your church and be like, "Yo, I'm transitioning out." You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, exactly. So, so I like the. Here's what was scary about doing the podcast. I felt like the Lord said the same way that you mentor and disciple people privately that's the way i need you to talk publicly mm. so my response was i'm about to get canceled <laughs> like straight up like it's a wrap before i even start like because right. you know how i talk to people privately you know what i mean sometimes i gotta i gotta use a different language you know what i mean i gotta mm. switch up codes to reach certain people because everybody don't respond to the same thing you know what i'm saying whether they're saved or not and so I was like, man, if you want me to do that, I'm about to get canceled. I feel like the Lord was like, go ahead and get canceled. And so if you look at the if you look at episode one, season one of the basement, I am like strangling the mic cord. And that was all nerves. <laughs> no. Like way. the whole time I'm like it like talking like effortless. But if you look at my hands, right. I am like literally <laughs> murdering the cord, dude. Cause I'm I'm s I've never talked like that on a hot mic before. Right. And so I just thought, man, this is not going to go well. Like when these episodes come out, I might get canceled. And then I came back and it was the opposite of canceled. Jeez. It was confirmation. That goes to show, I mean, that is literally like, that's actually walking by faith. For sure. Absolutely. Because it's like, yeah, like it's everyone. I think we can romanticize getting a word from the Lord until we realize it costs us. For sure, bro. Like hmm. everything. And it's like. And we hear like stories about it in the Bible, and yeah, it's like cute to like look back two thousand years later, yep. and be like, "Oh, so wonderful how they did that." And then like, what is that? What do you? What would you have to say to someone that's like experiencing like what you did, like a word from God, but yeah, it doesn't make sense. Like, was there anything that got you through? For like, sure, help you take that jump. Yeah, absolutely. So, so I have um, there, there's a mantra I live by internally that I share with everybody, and that is. When it comes to making a, uh, a faith move, if you can't do it brave, do it scared. Yes. That's and, I, so and, I, and I've been walking with Jesus for 27 years. I can count basically on two hands in 27 years how many things I've done for Jesus brave. Hmm. The majority of every faith move I've ever made in my life, I did scared. Mm -hmm. But I just did it anyway. Right. Because faith is not the absence of fear. It's just you ignoring it and doing it anyway. <laughs> Yeah. So if you could you could feel it breathing down your neck, and you're like, I'm still about to take this step because I just trust God. 
you yeah. know, and to not do it would be disobedience. And I don't, I'm, I, I don't, I don't like wake up in the morning like I'm going to disobey Jesus today. Like that's just <laughs> not the way I'm wired. <laughs> so, right. so I'd rather do it scared. And if it flops, at least I tried. Um, but yeah, I, I just did it. And now we're, it's like crazy because like this is it. It's like this is the other side of the obedience. Yes, and bro. So the basement is fire. You got, I mean, you yourself are such a, such a carrier of the word. But also one of the things that we were like talking about what you do really well is you have the most fire guests. Thank you, so bro. So if you, if you had to, I mean, you probably can't say your favorite, but if, I mean, you can if you want to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If there's a, you, you could do it here, but if you were to say like, yo, this was a podcast, it was like, yo, this guest was so fire. Like I loved it. I think about it often. Who would it be? It's Chris Voss. It's the first person that comes to my mind. And and it's not a guest that none of y'all would like. You'd be like, who? Like, did you meet with that guy? Who is this guy? <laughs> Chris Voss is like this grumpy, retired FBI hostage negotiator. <laughs> That's what? crazy. This dude is like from, like, you know, a blue-collar town, you, you know, and he's just gruff. And I don't even know if he's a believer in Jesus. No way. I just, the Lord told me to be an executive producer of one of his movies. So I executive produced the movie, put the money up for, for them to do the documentary on him. And then I was like, hey, would it be impossible for you to be on my podcast? And he was like, no, I'm going to do it. So he happened to be in Vegas. So we flew to Vegas. And what I loved about sitting down with him is that, again, the basement's of philosophy, right? Right. We pray before every pod. And um, this is a place that we invite everybody, good and bad alike, mm -hmm. saved and unsaved alike, right? Believers, non-believers alike, right? They're all safe here. And what was so dope about that pod is that when that dude got up and walked out, he told one of our producers that was walking him back to the elevator, man, that was just so different. I said stuff that I've never said before. Mm. And, like, that was the win for me, right? When I'm sitting down with Mike, when I'm sitting down with Charles, when I'm sitting down with Robert Madu and Taylor, but these are all people I've mentored and discipled, right? So that, that's low-hanging fruit. That's easy. They've been in the basement since, since we met. But when you're talking to somebody that has no point of reference yeah. and they still feel the tangible presence of God mm. through a conversation, that's, that's cool. why he's my favorite one so far. Dude, Jeez. Yeah, hands down. Chris Voss. That's so dope. Yeah. Okay. Dream guest. Dream guest. If you haven't already had. <sighs> Brene Brown. Mm. Bre Brene Brown's a dream guest. That would be dope. Yeah, dream guest for me. Um, Denzel Washington is a dream guest for that me. Would be crazy. Um, I need that immediately. Could you imagine? Yeah. Oh, I, I oh, am imagining it. Oh, I am. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, homie's coming through. Yeah. He just did Equalizer 3. He ain't got nothing to do right now. He's chilling. <laughs> trying to, He's I'm, chilling. I'm trying to catch homie between movies. <laughs> yes, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> trying to oh, check. Man. I'm trying to uh, get with him between production cycles. But those, those are the two that are like top of mind right now. Mm -hmm. Because everybody else is like, I'm going to sit down with them. Mm -hmm. Like most of the people that would be like dream guests, it's like, yeah. no, they're already on the radar. And I, I'm, I'm about to sit down with them. So it don't Dang. even matter. Yeah. So Can you divulge any? Um, not right now. Not right not now. Not right now. I won't divulge. Yeah, I won't divulge anybody right now. That that's so good. Yeah, yeah. Denzel, bro, can you imagine? I didn't know crazy. I needed that so badly. Until <laughs> I know. You I know how crazy that would thought be. About that, that's like the Super Bowl of conversations. Yeah, bro, that Holy. could be nuts. Yeah, like like I, I really feel Denzel. like I really feel like God's giving me um influence with influential people. 
Like, I think that's one of the reasons why he gave the basement so much influence. The algorithm, God is breathing on the algorithm. This ain't marketing. Yeah. Like, we ain't got no savvy marketing department. We just got obedient people that put out clips that they're like, okay, Lord, breathe on this clip. And he does. And it goes where it goes. But it puts us, it puts people in our DMs that we're like, you saw that? (laughs) Like, Like, why? You just sent me your number in a DM? Tell me to call you? Off a clip? Isn't that crazy? Like you about to you about to get traded to a different team. Like <laughs> you you want to talk to me? Like off a clip? So it's wow. wild, fam. It's wild. We got OnlyFans models, porn stars, Yo. what? Uh, strippers, athletes, and I just say athletes because that's MLB, that's that's football, that's basketball. It's like it's like reaching, it's reaching people where they are. Right. And it's dope. Bro, that's crazy. Yeah, it's dude. dope. I love it. I Holy love it. Cow. That's dope. Bro, I'm, I'm. Are you guys hungry? I'm feeling a little. Are you guys hungry? I got a little bit of. An I appetite. think I got something in my pocket. I got some bread in my <laughs> pocket. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that I is know. Crazy. I know you was waiting all day to say that. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Bro, gosh. I've been. Pl- I've been planning this for so long, dude. dude. Bro, he has been in that this house walking around with a, been a roll in his pocket in all his day. Pocket. We picked this up from Walmart 15 minutes before we got here. I knew he was planning this for at least two months. Hey, bro, let me just say, man, this is now my favorite podcast I've ever been on. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. You Hands heard it. Clip that. Yo, yo. Clip that. Hands down. That right there. <laughs> Is the best callback <laughs> reference to any sermon I've ever done in my entire life. Kudos to Bro, you. Bro, I was so, I was tweaking, dude. Like, I was asking pastors, like, should I do this? Should I not? I texted him this morning, bro, and I was like, would he think that's funny? I'm not oh, sure. Dude, dude I'm, I, I did stand-up for two years. Uh, oh, shit. And I just started back doing uh, comedy. I just did my first set. Um, no uh, way. Two days ago. Whoa. Yeah. Would you yeah. ever do a special? I will. And it will be on Netflix. That's going to be so dope. Yeah. Bro, let's or go. It could, be, it could be on the app, though, if the app's bigger than Netflix by then. That's that's true. Oh, It'll God. probably be on the app first, yeah. and then uh, then we'll sell it to Netflix. Hopefully the app that's will, the one will, will overtake Netflix. Though. Amen. Yeah. In Come Jesus' on. name. Little parent company I'm, I'm action. I'm with that. I'm with that. That's so good. That right there. Yep. In the name of Jesus. That's funny. God, man. So well, we okay. gotta talk about in it, a man. more in a more serious sense, I want to say I don't I can't speak for these boys, but I am an <laughs> avid defender of that message. Like I will beef with somebody for hours <laughs> trying to explain to them what you were trying to say by the message, bro. Yeah, like the genius of like you did that because you knew it would make people mad, and like you said, it worked. The clip worked. Yep, it reached a bunch of different audiences. Absolutely, because of people that were hating on it. And yeah, bro. Genius. Well, listen, um, I the, I give all credit for that segment that people like went crazy on to Brenda Todd, mm. Mike's really? mother, because I was done with that message at Bread on the Pocket. Like I was done with it. Right. I had already walked off the platform and Mama Todd ran and met me and she's like, you're not done. You are not done with this. There's something else God wants you to say. And I was like, okay. So I turned around, started walking back towards the platform, and I saw everybody doing the make it rain gesture. Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
And as soon as I saw that, the Holy Spirit said, I need you to redeem this right now. No way. And that's why I walked back up and said, hey, yo, 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 yo. We don't make it rain. Like, that, like literally, it was, there was like 250 people doing this. Oh, my God. Because obviously, transformation reaches a demographic that a lot of them don't have no context to the word. So just imagine in that room that day, right. over 250 people doing the make it rain gesture, and the Holy Spirit says, redeem this right now. That's why I said the first person to ever make it rain was God. It's oh the first thing out of my mouth. Bro. Like I was trying to let them know that, that T-Pain didn't make this up. Yeah. You, you know what I'm saying? Strip culture didn't make this up. Right. The first person literally to make it rain was God, right? And we don't make it rain on booty cheeks. We don't make it rain in strip clubs. Yeah. The only stripper I'm in love with, which is a reference to T-Pain's I'm in love with a stripper, right, right. which people did not get. The Went people right that were hating head. on it, but it the people right in the over room. the head, but yep. the people that got it, absolutely, because and that's who I was talking to. Yep. Right, this is what happens right. when you peek in somebody else's window, yep. right, <laughs> and think you know what's going on in their room, right. Yeah. So I said, um, uh, uh, the only the only stripper that I'm in love with is the one that took off glory to put on humanity and die butt naked on a tree. Mm. The only stripper I'm in love with is Jesus, and I stand by it. Yeah. <laughs> and then for people to take that and say, he's he's calling Jesus a stripper. Like, bro, like are you even are you even trying at all to understand the message of no. what this man is saying? Not That's at what all. What happens when you become such a food critic, you forget how to eat. Yep. Yeah. You are you're looking for there there's no condemnation. <laughs> the snap is, that is what crazy. We do? That's what we do on the basement. That, yeah, that, that was a poetic bar right there. I couldn't let that it's go by. It's got right song, so it, it's not it's not fair. It's <laughs> so real that like if you are as hungry for God and His Word as you as you say, as so many uh, say they are, yeah. you would get as much of them from every conversation, from every comment as you can. Yeah. And if it's a preferential thing, like you said, it's a cultural thing. Like yeah, people absolutely. People don't know how to separate the meat from the bones. Yeah, absolutely. And it's different because to you it might be a distraction, but you have no idea. It saved my family. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's it's saved. I mean, so many people meet Jesus through those moments. Absolutely. And so there's not one look for it. It's not a social club where you come a certain way. It's like. Over here, it looks different, and this church's expression is different, and this yeah. is people like Paul writes a bunch of different letters with a bunch of different stuff to a bunch of different churches because it's a bunch of different people. That's exactly right, bro. And what you said is so true. It's what happens when you like you you. What did you say? Sneaking a peek into someone's window? Yeah, you and looking at. Here, here, so I I see everything in pictures, right? Mm -hmm. So so the way the way people's reactions videos to like a ninety second clip, the way it the the way it the way it lands on me is. I got my windows open and you walking down the street with your dog and you heard us laughing and talking about something for like 30 seconds through the window mm. and you judge everybody in the house based on the 30 seconds you heard. And it's like, you're not in the house with us, nor are you trying to get context to what was said. First of all, you can't have context because we weren't talking to you. So right. even if you knocked on the door... And we opened yeah. it and was like, what are you guys talking about in there? It was like, not you. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> clearly not talking to you. You ain't in my house. But I got offended because you said so-and-so. You don't even have context to why I said so-and-so. You just happened to be walking down the street when you heard. And yeah. in the same way, in, in 2023, walking down the street is just scrolling. Yep. You just happened to be scrolling and ran across this. Right. And as a result, now you want to act like, 
it's something. And it's like, nah, bro, I, I can't help you with that right now. Bro, and those same people who were watching those clips have no idea. You walked off, had that moment with Mama Todd, felt Holy Spirit telling you. Yeah. And and your, uh, your uh, what's good, Noah? I'm oh, so yeah. proud. Noah's of on the pod, baby. My boy. Hey, Noah got a 98 on Getting this that exam. We no, yes, Noah got sir. a 98. Yes, sir. Let's go. Yes, I'm so proud of you. What you get? Yes, that seriously. boy got a 98 on his That's final good. exam. Hey, put that Look on the that. camera. Put that hey. on the camera right Zoom there. Zoom in on that. Go. That's the next generation That's my boy right, right there, here. baby. That's who Jesus. we're doing the That's podcast my boy right for. Right here. Good job, baby. Yo, I'm so proud Noah, of you. You, you got to show mommy. <laughs> got to show mommy. That's beast mode right there. Beast yeah. mode. Yeah. That's our house, bro. This is just how I we do. I love it. Yeah, dude. yeah, yeah. I feel like I'm at home. Bro, literally yeah. we just all sat down and had a meal downstairs. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, the first place we went was the dinner table. Right. I'm just like, bro, I'm literally at Bro, home. the vibe of the basement that I really that I really try to achieve with people is like Cosby show vibes. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Right. Like like I can close my eyes and still see the living room. Yep. On the Cosby show and I can see the couch and then the, where the stairs go, you make a left, you go up the stairs, you make a right, you go to um Dr. Huxtable's office. Um, from the couch, if you get up and make a left, you go straight into the kitchen. Uh, to the right, uh, looking at the screen, you go. That's the front door over there to their brownstone. Like, like you, it became this familiar place, and you knew once you saw that living room. All right, we safe. Yeah, the family's about to be in here, right? And so that's 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 what we're trying to establish with with the pod, and and like I'm glad y'all had that feeling. Like I'm glad you feel at home. Yeah. You know, like just to come in, eat some Chick Fil A at the table, come upstairs, sit on the couch, be like, "Yo, these pillows are soft." Like you know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. Like, like, like that's that's the vibe that we want, man. No, and we're thankful for okay. the, you know, for like you said, like we said earlier, we we really are thankful for you opening up your home and whatnot. And like early, like we like we stated, this is gonna be like there is like kids, like your your children's age for listening sure. to this. Um, and one thing we're really honing in on this semester is it's a big overarching theme is getting back to the basics and specifically like open your Bibles as a young person. What would you say, especially because you live such a busy life yeah, um, and life just moves quickly in yeah. 2023, what would you say, what advice would you give to a young person um, as to what a daily routine for you looks like or what it could look like for them? For sure. What does being intentional with the secret place look like Absolutely. for a young person? Yeah, man. So um, I get up at 430 uh, a.m. Monday through mm. Friday um, to have my devotion time. Uh, Nathan is up at six. Noah's up at seven. So my boys are up. Th the latest they're up at seven, seven a.m. Right. And we're having our devotion time, having quiet time before we get started on our work. At the end of the day, um, we have devotion time, family devotion time. And we're actually reading the book of Proverbs for the entire year. Dang. So we're literally taking every single day and just reading a chapter. Wow. So today is what, the 22nd or the 23rd? 23rd. Today's the 23rd. So tonight, this evening, we will read the 23rd uh, Proverbs. And um, at the end of them reading it, uh, we, just, we, we just say, hey, what verse stuck out to you? <laughs> and it might be like verse number 11 or verse number 17. And they kind of explain. And, and then we have them read the verse then we have them read it in first person. Mm. So it has to be personal to them, right? And then wow. after they read it, um, they have to expound on like, okay, how does this apply to me? So they both do that. And then after we do that, we pray. I give them words of affirmation. Uh, 
and or what I have them doing now is self-talk. Like I've given them words of affirmation since they were two years old, since Nathan was two, since Noah was born. And um, now I'm, I'm getting self-talk from them because I realize at, at the stage they are now, it doesn't matter how much I tell them I love them and they're smart and they're brilliant and they're kind and they're gifted if they don't tell themselves that. Because mm-hmm. nobody can compete with your own self-talk. Doesn't matter how much affirmation you get, it's what you say to yourself that matters most. So do you even believe and receive what we're saying? So what I have them doing now, they have to get up and give me 10 words about themselves that they believe to be true. And so at the end, they stand up and they're like, I'm brilliant, I'm gifted, I'm bold, I'm handsome, I'm smart, I'm valiant. I'm like, I have them going through. And if they pause, like, have to think, it's five push-ups for every pause. <laughs> no way. You're raising I, these boys right. Yeah, because I, I... knew, I knew yeah. you had some, some muscles. Yeah, because I want, I want them to be able to rattle it off. I don't want them thinking like, what am I? Like, I want them to know. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I want them living. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, w- I want them walking through life like I got this, cause I'm, cause my dad told me this, and I believe this about myself. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So um, my encouragement to teenagers is read that book. Mm. Yep. Read that book, and, and here's the thing: you do not have to understand what you read. Wow. Say that again. You do not have to understand what you read. There is power in just. The reading of it. My God. We we always try to think everybody needs to have comprehension on it. And do you know what it meant to the first person audience? And do you know what the breakdown is in the Hebrew and the Greek? That all comes in time, right? Mm-hmm. What you want to do is just get used to the the discipline, the the very boring, mundane discipline of reading my Bible. In the same way you have breakfast in the morning. I'll always quiz somebody that says, Man, I I really I really don't get into the Bible like that. It's kind of boring, blah, blah, blah. I ask him, I say, um, did you eat breakfast last year? Same day last year. <sighs> Same day last year. October 23rd, 2022, did y'all eat breakfast? I assume so. Yep. Probably. Yeah. yeah I hope so. All right. Okay. <laughs> Do you remember what you ate? No mm. idea. But you ate? Yep. Whatever you put in your mouth got you through that day. Jeez. It wasn't memorable. You're not, you're not like, oh, bro, I know exactly. Dude, I have it in my phone. Hold on, let me get a picture. Right. It was the fluffiest pancake I ever had in my life, fam. No, you <laughs> ate to you ate to live. Yep. Mm-hmm. You didn't eat for the greatest wow. memory of all time. And that's the same way I teach people to read the Bible. You read it to live. Not because you got the most earth-shattering revelation yeah. of all time. That may come, but this is about give me this day my daily, daily bread. bread. I eat this book. Yep, I got I, that bread in my pocket. Yeah, I got that bread in my yes, pocket. Sir. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I got that bread in my pocket. <laughs> Don't eat I got, that. <laughs> I got that bread in my mind. Yeah. I got that bread in my heart. Why? Because it's something I give myself every single day without compromise. I got up this morning. I'm reading I'm reading um Santa Biblia. I'm reading in Spanish and in English because Estoy aprendiendo español. I am okay. learning no, Spanish. Don't get Nate too hyped up. Yeah, papi, habla claro. Estamos activos, mi gente. Estamos activos. Get opi. Get opi, We're going to talk about that after. Okay, 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 okay. That's like a brother. Oh, really? Bro, that's dope, bro. That's dope. Puerto so, Rico para todo el mundo, papi. Sí, sí. Uh, uh, necesito uh, uh, necesito uh, uh, um, más cap- 
conversaciones. Sí, sí, sí. So anyway, <laughs> I'm, I'm, sí, sí, sí. Yep. We locked in though. Yeah, yeah, we locked in. So, so I in the morning I read from um, my Spanish Bible first. Dang. Then and I read that chapter in um, um, Proverbios, Proverbios, uh, Proverbios, right? Proverbios, mm-hmm. Proverbios, um, um, cuatro y um, no, 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 uh, uh, 23, si, sí, 23, uh, capítulo 23. Um, Chapter and, 23? Yeah, yeah oh, sí, sí, sí. And um, I read the whole thing in Spanish, then I read it in English. Wow. No wonder you're getting up at 4.30. Bro, I'm getting up at you're 4.30. You're two quiet times. Because <laughs> here's... And then with the boys. And, and then three. And, yeah, and then get it with the boys and get some Spanish in. But here's the thing, though. Y- y'all notice I make... The, the thing is, I make time for it. Mm-hmm. Yep. You got to make time for it. And um, in the same way, you got time to scroll through TikTok for like 50 minutes straight before you even look up. You got to make time for it. And whatever is important for, to you and for you, you will you make, make time, time for. Mm-hmm. And so and so, you're not too young. You 12, 13, 14, 15 years old, you ain't too young to get started on this. As a matter of fact, you're going to have a cheat code to life because while everybody else is just filled with music and filled with social media clips and filled with Snapchats and filled with all this kind of stuff, you are literally going to have the cheat code to wisdom. You're going to have the cheat code to life. You're going to have the cheat code to your emotions being in check, to the peace of God that passes all understanding. I promise you, eating that book changes your life. And like you said, you're going to... Like when when other kids walk away from having a conversation with you, they're gonna say mm-hmm. just like you said, right? That was something different, right? I'm saying things I've never said. Like you can be a kid, and people will be saying that stuff about you. That's in, right. In high school, and that's people facts. will ask you why are you so weird, why are you so different. Yep. That's the biggest compliment you can have. That's exactly right. Yep. 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 Absolutely. That's and you you beautiful. can't make this up. I literally have a a. Uh, group chat with my family called the Read the Bible in Four Years Club. We read a chapter every day and do a key verse. Are you serious? I, you can't make this up. Look, my mom just sent this key verse. I haven't read it yet. <laughs> Psalm 15. Like, crazy. That's crazy. wild, fam. I love it. You're raising these boys, right? Yeah, that's, that's right. what I'm talking what? about. That's what I'm Father talking about. Okay. Let's get it. Bro, I, I love, love it. that so much, dude. I am so happy you're talking about this because um pastor charles came to um our church a little while ago and he did like uh one of our staff teachings yeah and dude it like changed the trajectory of my life bro and basically he was just asking the question like is this real to you Mm. and just like pondering on the fact that like you know our ups and downs in ministry and and all that stuff and talking through some of the hurt that he's gone through and tough seasons and he just all he cir- always circles around to the fact like if nothing else thank you god for considering me yes and like bro it's a- beautiful when he came bro i'm not even kidding you can ask Nate we're roommates like after that dude like bro getting in that word I, at this point now like i can't do anything if i don't have that in the morning bro for sure it literally is like the daily bread it I is function for sure without it yeah it's so beautiful and i love like um just like the fact of like all right for christians like pro- the goal should be we want to become more like christ right, right? 
um, through the fancy word of sanctification. Oh, right. Christianese. <laughs> um, it's the word, though. It's the word. That's it the is, word. For That's sure. the word. So sorry. And Kingdom so, has a different language. It does. Yeah, man. Ooh, there's a whole thing there. Yeah. Um, so the the question I was wondering for you, and, and especially since you've been um, following Jesus so long, you've been pastoring, you've, you've been speaking to people and into people's lives, discipling. Yep. Has there been anything, maybe when you were younger, where you were like, this is where I stand on this thing, this is the theology I believe, and then as you get older and you continue to open up your Bible, you're like, oh, maybe I believe differently now. Oh, for sure, bro. I, re- I remember, I'll never forget something that um, Bishop Jakes told me when I when when I got to be in close proximity to him after I got hired to be a young adult pastor. Um, I Shout got a out lot to the GOAT. Yeah, he is a GOAT. Shout out to the GOAT. Uh, he, 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 uh, I had a lot of people at that time offering me book deals and they wanted me to write. And he said to me, you know, (laughs) it takes a long time before your truth becomes the truth. Dang. That's like some Yoda stuff right there. He was like, so take your time before you think about writing. Because it's it's a long time before your truth becomes the truth. Oh I was gosh. like, okay, fam. Yoda copies Bishop, bro. That's You're what right. I'm telling you, bro. <laughs> I mean, Star Wars got that from Yoda is some uh, Bishop stuff. Right. Hey, so so Peep Game, he told me that when I was like 31, 32 ish. I have a two book deal with Harper Collins now. Oh my god! I'm 48 years old. I know what I'm writing is the truth. Jeez. Wow. So, so, so I just, I 17 always. 17 years later. Yeah, 17 years later, fam. So, so I just think people should like, like where, especially, especially when you're young, right? When you're young, youth has so many incredible advantages. The, the disadvantage to youth is perspective. Mm. The disadvantage to youth is hindsight. You simply don't have it because you're not old enough to have it. It's not a knock. It's not like you're you're deficient in some way. But I'm 48. I don't have the perspective Bishop Jakes does. He's 18 years older than me. So I still rely on his wisdom in certain areas. He's just been alive longer than me, mm-hmm. right? And so I don't, my biggest encouragement for young people, and this is another cheat code, is that when a young person can can take in the advice and wisdom of an older person, they grow exponentially faster mm-hmm. than the ones that just choose to group think with their peers. Mm. The yeah. ones that are like, yo, man, I'm not gonna be Rayaboam. Like, I'm not gonna, I'm I'm not gonna just sit up here and just side with my friends. I need the wisdom of my fathers. Mm-hmm. And when you when you when a when a teenager falls in love with the gray hair ahead of them, bro. They blow everybody out the water. When Game they start changer. waking up at 7 a.m. doing those those self, uh, what's it called? Yeah, self-affirmations. The se- yeah, the self-affirmations. Devotions. Yeah, absolutely correct. It's going to, the trajectory is completely different. Oh, bro, it's completely different. It's not even comparable. Absolutely. Absolutely. Wow. So, that's so good. Yeah. Wow, that's so good. Okay, hard topic switch. <laughs> Let's get it. So we've seen God doing these miraculous transformations, and it really inspires me in these influencers' lives yep. that have so much influence over kids, whether it be 
you know, anybody, George Janko, I know he's like been a Christian, Alex Eubank, yep. um, who's Which supposed to way, be on here, Alex, you I sold. I know, I know we said we might we might FaceTime him. We might him try to FaceTime him on the podcast. <laughs> uh, He's so awkward. Alex, you're Wish mid. you were here right now. Right. <laughs> um, what was I saying? Oh, yeah, influential people. But uh, recent one is Gideon. I don't know if you've ever seen him. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Just had a miraculous transformation, like completely only posting Christian content now. Yeah. Like so dope to see Young Don, much people. But um, how inspiring is it for you to see those huge influences in culture on our youth like that choosing to use their platform to glorify god it's a beautiful thing man like and and i have a lot of support um and encouragement to give them i'll tell you what what where i get concerned my only concern and this is coming from like an older like big brother type concern the gray hair the gray coming, hair coming in peeking through bit, here a little bit a little bit right mm -hmm. Like, like my only concern is I want to make sure that they get some people in their lives that care more about them than what they do. Mm. Yep. Right? Because my biggest thing for everybody, whether they're famous or not, is are you really being discipled? Mm. Like, is somebody really walking you through this book and helping you with the everyday, today, life decision stuff? Yeah. Uh, because a lot of times what happens is you see, you, I've seen too many, I, I'll just talk about myself personally. I've seen too many people that, that already had influence give their life to Jesus. And after like 24 to 36 months, they fall off the rails. Mm -hmm. I, 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 I'm, I'm not wishing that or hoping that or biding my time waiting for that to happen to Gideon yeah. or anybody else. But I've seen it happen so many times that I'm like, man, I just hope that they got a real anchor and that somebody's mm -hmm. just not enamored with their platform, but they really love them. And it's like not about what they do, but it's really about them. We mm -hmm. we we um it, we encouraged uh Cat today. Yeah, Cat Von D. Cat Von D was is a famous tattoo artist okay. who gave her life to Jesus, um and like really broke uh, away with the occult that she dabbled in, and like I'm I'm so she made her faith public. She got baptized and she mm -hmm. told wow. everybody, and like all her fan base is like, who do you think you are now? Blah blah blah. I'm like man, I just want her to be okay. Like, I just yeah, want her to know yeah, she got she has brothers and sisters in Christ that yeah, love her. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Same thing with Gideon. We actually said a prayer over Gideon. And wow. uh, like like the day after he gave his life to Jesus or, or the day he, he came forward with that video. You know right. what I mean? So so I'm for it, bro. I'm for it. Because I'm like, I, I'm like it's, a, it's a win for the kingdom. Yeah. It's a black eye to Satan. And... Um, uh, I believe it's part of the part of the end time harvest that God once brought in is he can do more with influencers than he can even do with preachers in some certain situations. Yep. You know what I mean? And so I'm like, God, whichever way you want to do it, however you want to do it, mm -hmm. I'm here for all of it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like you said, with the clips, like me or him, like our age range, like we're going to be more inclined to probably watch a Gideon clip than like maybe like some pastors, like exactly like you're saying. Facts. So that everything combined and like bro, Gideon came on here, that would, that would oh, change the world. No, that would like, be fire, man. Like, yeah. Yeah. Put that on the list. Put that on the list, baby. Put that on the list. Let's get homie in here. Mm -hmm. That's for sure. Dope. I love that. We were, we just, um, the last episode we dropped was with Pastor Mike and we were asking about Kanye and yep. like how he met Kanye. Yep. And he said that that was the first time on our podcast was the first time he'd ever like shared that story or whatever, like publicly, Yeah, um, which was cool. But what, one thing that I love so much about that was we, we asked him, how did you meet him? He was like, 
well, when he started the whole Sunday service thing, Jesus is King, he was like, I just started praying, praying. for him. That's why, I, that's why I reacted like that when you said that about Gideon. Yep. Yeah. And he was like, and not praying like, I'm, I want to meet him. Right. Right. Like praying like, wow, use this man as Absolutely. a vessel. Bro. Absolutely yeah. correct. Like, when when everyone like, else is throwing so much hate. Oh, yeah. Like the, the contrast of like him f- hearing that word from God to pray. That's right. Right. Yeah, for sure. And then, you know, fast forward, obviously they're doing their thing, whatever. Um, but I just thought that was so cool because I, I do see it so much from just like people were around like having that level of influence. It does start to get a little freaky. Like who actually cares about me? You know what I'm saying? Like, exactly. And then when somebody does find that or somebody to disciple them or, or come alongside them in the faith journey, bro, it's just like such a beautiful thing. And I love seeing it so much. And speaking of Pastor Mike. I was listening to the episode y'all just did yeah. with him and talking about the book and everything. Cheat codes. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Cheat codes. Yeah. Um, but I, I just want you to dive into like a little bit about your friendship with him, too, because I think such an important part of our walk, obviously, is community. For sure. Um, and something that we really stress to, to our youth is, you know, being in our groups. We call them e-groups and, and walking alongside people. What, how did y'all meet, and like, what is y'all's friendship like? Because I think you've been friends for like 13 years Yeah, or yeah, something. for sure. Yeah, so uh, Mike and I met, um, and we owe Rich Wilkerson Jr. a huge debt of gratitude. Shout out like, to Rich. Shout out to Rich, I need to baby. send him a gift or something. But um, Mike asked Rich Wilkerson Jr. to come speak at a conference, and Rich wasn't available. Or he was available, then had to back out for the la- at the last minute for some reason. Classic Pastor and it, Rich. And it, <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm weak. That's hilarious. That's so funny. We're gonna send so, that to So 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 um, uh, some guy uh, says to Mike, um, "There's a guy named Tim Ross." And Mike's like, "I've never heard of him." He was like, "Bro, you should bring him." And so. I, I wind up going to Tulsa, Oklahoma. Mike is a youth pastor at the time. I get up there, and I'm like, this dude is a freak of nature. And I'm it was the music stuff. He had put all this music together for this conference. And he sent me, he gave me a CD. It was called Dumb Dumb Praise. And he basically remixed every hot pop song there was with gospel. And I was like, just I, I banged it for like six months. Straight. Like pop beat gospel song or gospel song pop beat? Um uh, he just fused all the music and the go- the same thing he did at the conference. It was, it was just yeah yeah okay. It's bananas. Okay okay. okay. Bananas. I, I see what you're saying. Just yeah. genre wise. Yeah that's genre he wise. On. He okay, just okay, smashed okay. them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but like he was taking like black eyed peas. I'ma be. I'ma be. I'ma <laughs> yeah. I'ma be. And like fusing it with that's a gospel crazy. song. That's nuts. Jeez. And it was playing it live. It was bonkers, fam. It wasn't like a sample. He was they were playing, playing it. it? <laughs> It's unbelievable. It's 13 years ago. Okay? Yeah, because that's what he was on before he preached, right? That's like, right. He was like music. He was strictly, a music, yeah, yeah, music producer, right? So so um, I just told him, I was like, bro, if you need anything from us, just let's just keep in touch and and I'll, uh, you know, I'll give, I'll help you in any way that I can. He was like, cool. So I wound up going to Australia. I'm in Australia and I'm in Australia for like two and a half weeks and the Holy Spirit just won't, won't, let Mike off of my mind. I'm like, well, how is this? What is going on here, bro? I just called him. I'm like, what time is it in Tulsa? And I'm in Australia. I called him. He picked up the phone. I was like, hey, bro. 
I love you. I just called to tell you I love you and just to check on you. And the day I called him was the day he was going to quit ministry. Oh. He, was, he, he was literally pacing in his backyard. Wow. And he was like, I'm going to quit. And I was like, yeah, nah, don't do that. <laughs> How about you don't do that? Right. I said, hey, I'm going to be home in like three days. So um, why don't you and Natalie drive down? And Natalie was pregnant with Bella. Oh, wow. They have four children. This was their first. Yep. Natalie was pregnant with Bella. I said, why don't you drive down and then we'll just spend the night at the house and we'll talk. So for like the next two or three days, we just stayed up to two, three, four o'clock in the morning talking. Oh, my gosh. And basically it was basement. I'm just holding space for him to give me the gift of his vulnerability and share and listening to him. And then as the Holy Spirit gives me wisdom, just like, hey, bro, tweak your thinking on this and you probably should do that and da-da-da-da. And from then, bro, if if I, I refer to him as Le, he's LeBron James, and if and if he's LeBron, I'm Kyrie. Like we are dope on our own. Yeah. When we're together, it's, it's wraps, bro. It's over. It's over. When I tell you, it's O V E R. It's O V E R. So I'm like, I'm like, bro, whatever you need from me, you got. Yeah. Like. But but let's let, let make no mistake. You are yeah. LeBron. Like that ain't even the, that ain't even my vibe. I'm not an extrovert. I'm not out there like you out there. So so we match together. You know what I'm saying? Our personalities yeah. match. We're not in each other's way. You know. Um, and th- that's like my that is my brother. He might as well. I might as well be a Todd. He might as well be a Ross. Cause that is my brother. And I ride for my brother, man. Like, mm-hmm. like th- that's my dude. You know what I mean? So our relationship, our relationship just continued to grow from there. And um, we just, the way we are now, bro, it's just like we're inseparable. Jeez. We really are. We're inseparable. So. No, that's, that's so dope. Yeah. Okay. So I want to rip a more deeper question that I feel like you could speak like really powerfully to. Okay. How have you seen bitterness affect creativity and like opportunity in your life and the other people around you? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, you you really ripping deep. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Let's get into I it. I love it. So I'm gonna tell you about a time. As soon as you said bitterness, I have a very personal story. So I'll be um hot with y'all, honest, open, and Let's transparent. Go. Yep. So um Shout out Mike. So this was this was two thousand and Five-ish. Um, I'm at the Potter's house. Um, at that point, I'm doing stand-up, comedy. I'm rapping. I'm doing mime, ministry, and I'm preaching. Uh, Bishop started doing his um, Megafest conferences. Um, I wrote a song for one of the conferences and that they, that they use for, like, the opening of the whole thing and had me perform it in the whole nine. I was expecting some stuff to pop off as a result of that. And it didn't. And so at that time, some people like we got offered 14, uh, pastoral positions in, 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 in 24 months between, between 2004 and 2006, we got offered 14 positions. And, um, I remember being, I remember the one that we were going to take, um, or thought about taking was in uh, Miami, Florida. And I'm in worship one day 
at the Potter's House just during our, like, it was a minister's class. So at Potter's House, you have elders and you have ministers. And I was the youngest elder that was ever ordained there at the time. I was 24. Okay. And so um, this is a few years later, but we're in this class and we're in worship. And while we're in worship, the Holy Spirit just says, you're bitter with me. Mm. And I'm like, what? He was like, yeah, you're bitter. And you're bitter because you think that the Potter's House owes you something. Dang. And, dude, I immediately burst into tears. I was like, I'm so sorry. I didn't even know, Lord. Thank you so much for telling me. Because if you didn't tell me, then I would still be bitter. But thank you for all that. <laughs> like, I was ugly crying, bro. Right. So after I finished ugly crying, I'm like, I told Juliet, I was like, yo, I've literally been bitter. Like, I've had an expectation of this ministry that's gone unmet. And then I had the nerve to be mad about it. Like, it was an uncommunicated expectation, too. So I'm actually mad about something that I never even mentioned. And they got the nerve to think they can read my mind and that they should have known why I'm even mad about it, right? And so I repented to the Lord. And, bro, do you know within nine months of that all happening, Bishop Jakes offered me the position to be the young adult pastor at the church? No way. So it was that bitterness that was... It was blocking. That was holding you back. Oh, absolutely. Wow. That bitterness. That, like as soon as you said that, I'm like, oh yes. Yeah. I I know for a fact that bitterness was blocking my blessing. I knew. I knew you would. I knew something told me like you would have. That's crazy. Yeah, bro. Yeah, bro. Dang. So the root of bitterness and offense, um, can literally block you from some of your richest blessings. Wow. And you have to, you have to be quick to acknowledge the hurt, and quick to forgive. Yeah, it's not one or the other; it's both. In order for you to ensure that bitterness doesn't literally set in your heart, you have to acknowledge the hurt of it, and you have to be quick to forgive the person that that did it. Mm-hmm. Because if you don't acknowledge the hurt, then you will throw what I call Jesus glitter over it. Mm-hmm. And if you throw Jesus glitter over it, you'll never be honest about the truth of the experience that you had. Yeah, right? You're, just, you'll be like, it wasn't that bad, but deep down inside, you're like, I can't stand that person. Right? You know More what I mean? better. Yeah, yeah, you'll be more bitter, yeah, right? Yeah. Because because you're also being false in your narrative, right? And yeah. your body keeps score of all that. When you lie to yourself, your body keeps score. Like you said, like that, you're your own like worst critic. Like, that's exactly that, that's right. That's what gets in your head. That's yeah. exactly right. Yeah. So you got to be quick to you got to be quick to like acknowledge like this was hurtful, this was painful. I felt betrayed. I felt used. I felt overlooked. I felt mm. neglected. I went unseen. And then you're like, you got to be like, and I forgive you. Not but. Yeah. Because but yeah. negates the thing that you just said. And. Yep. And. Mm-hmm. All of this, because two things can be true. You missed me. You hurt me. You neglected me. And I forgive you. Wow. I forgive you. Like, you don't even have, if you apologize, that'll, make, that'll, that'll bring more comfort to me and you. But if you never apologize, I don't need you to. Right. You are forgiven. Let us not forget that Jesus was on the cross mid-crucifixion, forgiving those that had put him on the cross. Mm. That's how quick the forgiveness right. should happen. If you, if you ever want to know, well, how quick should I forgive? Can I brood in my anger a little bit? Yeah. Nah, fam. Mid-offense. Wow. Mid-offense. I forgive you. You know what I love about that is that you didn't say, 
you know, you gotta find the you gotta find the bitterness quick right now. Like everyone, think about it. What are you bitter about? <laughs> it's no. like once it comes on your radar, then you act quick. Th- that's when you act. Then on you it. act quick. That's absolutely correct. Because everyone knows, like, there's a difference between something that maybe you're bitter about that you don't know, but like God gives you those moments. That's like right. He gave you yes, to right. show you, hey man, you're being freaking bitter. That's and you, exactly and you know right. It. And you know and it. And then you realize, oh, I do know it. But yeah, yeah it's what you do right. in that moment. That's right. You got to act quick because that goes away. That's that, right. That, can, that condemnation or whatever, you can just push it down. That's right. I'm chilling. It's not that big of a deal, whatever. Yeah. 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 That's, that's really powerful. Yeah, that's bro. There's so much in hindsight that you could go back and tell your younger self, like, like that, like be quick to forgive. Yeah, for like, sure. Be slow to anger. Like, what would you say to teenage Tim, mm. like sixteen-year-old teenage Tim, if you if you had thirty minutes with him mm-hmm. over over some coffee? What would you tell him? Ooh, this this might make me emotional because I remember sixteen-year-old Tim. He's a, and he was he was doing the best he could with his life at that time. Um, but what I would do if I go if I go in the time machine right now pop up in front of 16 year old Timmy the first thing I would tell him is that I love him the second thing I would tell him is go tell mommy and daddy right now what happened to you when you were 8 tell them right now it won't ruin your life Mm. and it won't ruin theirs they can handle this right now because I I was sexually abused at the age of 8 by a neighbor that lived across the street from me I would tell 16 year old Timmy go tell mommy and daddy right now you don't have to hide it anymore. They're ready for it. They can handle it right now. I know you don't I think I know you think you're saving them from the hurt. Let them experience it. Let them into your pain. Let them deal with their own pain. We'll all get through this right now. You ain't gotta hold this no more. My God. Hear me, I wouldn't talk to him about his porn addiction. <sighs> Cause the only reason why he had his porn addiction is because he could he didn't tell mommy and daddy what happened to him when he was eight. Cause that's all porn is. That's all Molly is. That's all drinking is. That's all Sherm is. That's all weed is. That's all that, right? Yeah. So I would go tell him right now. Go tell him right now, right? So that's the first thing I would tell him. And then the second thing I would tell him is, after you tell him that, I dare you right now to give your life to Jesus. <laughs> I double, I triple dog dare you Dang. to give your life to Jesus right this minute and see what happens. You will flip your entire school upside down by the time you're 18 years old. When I look back on my life, I know for a fact if I gave my life to Jesus at 16 years old, my my whole school would have had a revival by the time I was 18. I was that dude. Oh my gosh. I would have walked it. If I knew then what I know now, yeah. that, that school, that school would have never been the same again. They would have still been talking about it. So when you ask that question, that's my. <laughs> that's. <laughs> Bro, I was like, don't start crying. I'll, I'm right behind. Oh, me. dude, no, man, Jeez. that's yeah, man. Because I got saved at 20. Yeah, that's what I was about to ask. Yeah, I gave my life to Jesus uh, at 20 years old. I told my my mom and my mom caught me watching porn, mm-hmm. and that night is when I told her about my abuse. Wow. Then my younger brother said the same thing. My younger brother, 17 months younger than me, he was abused by the same neighbor. And then my mom was abused when she was six. My dad was abused when he was five. So generational curse was exposed. All the lights came on that day. Wow. Floodlights. And it was like 2,000 pound weight came off my chest. And six months later, I was saved. Wow. Oh, my God. Preached my first sermon a month after I got saved. And that was 27 and a half years ago, almost 28 years ago. Wow. So 
I mean, that just shows how timely the message that you, Pastor, let me correct myself from earlier, Pastor Mike Todd, Pastor Charles, Pastor Robert Madu. I was tripping earlier. I didn't say Pastor, but it's all good, the bro. message that you <laughs> and Pastor Mike have for like, it's so timely. Like, yeah. like kids need, like there's, there's kids out there that will be set free by like that right there. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah bro. It. Absolutely, oh, yeah. That, man. But that's, oh, I'm gonna keep it together. <laughs> that's God's heart. Yeah, yeah. Come out of hiding. Yes. Like, it's like Adam. Where are you? That's exactly right, bro. Jeez. Hey, you hear it, homie? Just said. Like that's literally our our whole mantra in life right now is highways, byways, bushes, and shrubs. Jeez. Break that down. Break that down. All right. So so Matthew twenty two and Luke fourteen is the parable of the wedding feast. The first invitees don't come, and so the Lord is like the. Go get anybody like, go else. Find random people. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Just go get anybody else. And it says, uh, one of them says, good and bad alike. Mm. But but it's letting you know that where you go look for these people are not like the places where the first invitees came from. It's like, you behind the bushes, you in a country lane, you behind this road. You know what I mean? Yeah. People ain't people ain't balling if you find them behind a bush. Right. Like, you know what I'm saying? Right. So, have y'all seen the have y'all seen the uh Homer Simpson meme? Yeah, yeah, yeah the bush meme. Right, yeah, the bush yeah, meme, yeah, right? Yeah, the bush yeah. meme. Yep. So, <laughs> so so when I when I read those two passages, um the Holy Spirit reminded me of that bush meme, that Homer that Homer meme and and then I'm like, "Yo, yo, yo." So, I got the meme and I sent it to my whole team. I was like, "Yo, this is what we are doing right now. Mm. We in the highways, byways, bushes and shrubs. We are the search committee." That's that, that's what the basement is going to get. Bump all these people that are already saved. Let's go after the highways, byways, bushes, and shrubs. Wow. And the Holy Spirit said, that's exactly who I want you to go after, Tim. Go Jeez. after Homer. Wow. And then he said this, because he's the dopest preacher I've ever heard in my life. Go he goes, he goes, because that's not the first person that ever slipped into some shrubs. Mm. I said, hey, bro, don't do that, dog. Don't do that. I said, don't do this, fam. Break it down for him. That's... The first people to hide in the bushes were Adam yep. and Eve. Yep. Yeah. Long before Homer, <laughs> they faded into they they went and hid in what they were supposed to stand in front of and manage. And when you are healthy, you get to manage. But when you are unhealthy, you hide. Yeah. Wow. Jeez. <sighs> You felt that? I didn't want to that at all. <laughs> 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 I Nathan's love my out, baby. Man. Nathan's out, bro. We can't baby. take it anymore. So, so like I'm like I'm like from now on, it's like I'm using all the gifts and talents God gave me to like go find people where they are. Mm-hmm. And to your point, like little Timmy at 16, he was hiding. He was afraid to come into the light. And so that's one of the main things we do here with The Basement is we give people a safe environment, a stable environment to come into the light. come into the light. And no matter what that looks like, it's like, I love you. Yeah. I love you. I love you. Like right now. You could tell me you were murdering ducks. Ducks? I don't know why. I have done that. (laughs) Oh, well, like, I don't mean like duck hunting. I'm talking about like slitting the throats of like little baby ducks that are like trying to chill in a pond and you're just murdering no, no, that's, this guy. No, I don't do that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's pretty twitchy. Oh, yeah. No, I've never done it, that. Hey, if you did that, weirdo, I would look, 
What you weird? If, if you I grew did, up in Florida, you're man. putting him to the test right now. Yeah, 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 exactly. You called him on his bluff, right? But but what I would say is, no matter what you're into, you're loved. Yeah, doesn't matter how shame inducing it is, because some of the stuff we do is very very shameful. Mm. But that doesn't. But what the enemy wants you to do is think that shame is synonymous with love. Mm. That if you feel shame, you're not loved, and that's just mm. not the case. Jeez. And so, um, what I re- what I experienced from my mom the night she caught me watching porn was unconditional love. Wow. What did that look like? Like, how did she approach that? So, like, when I tell you she caught me watching porn, this is back in the days <laughs> of like VHS, and this is a big box TV. Uh, so there was it was no. It was raps yeah, at that point. This ain't your phone where Closing you can like, like, you know what I mean? Right. This ain't no like, ah. Uh, like, there was you know no I mean? explaining out of this one. Nah, nah, fam. This, this, I didn't know what to grab first. It was that, <laughs> that's how bad this situation was. There was a whole was. 30 seconds of you just packing uh, it, up. It, it was just like, ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? It, was, it was pretty bad. So, so, but when I went into her room, she was on her knees praying. Mm. She didn't call me a pervert. She didn't call me dirty. She didn't call me nasty. She was like, I can't. Wait, wait. She just went to her room and started praying. And because of, wow. of her disposition, I felt safe enough to tell her the truth. And so at 19 wow. years old, eight-year-old Timmy walked in that room mm. My God. to tell his mommy that he got hurt My God. by his neighbor across the street. That's what that was about. And that's that 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 was safe enough for my brother to then share the same. Then it was safe enough for my mom to share, then my dad to share. So I'm telling you that so oh so God, so this bro. is yo, so this is the reason why. This is the reason why I don't have no secrets. Yeah. This is the reason why I'm not afraid to be hot about anything. Yeah. Because the enemy tried to make me believe that by breaking the silence, I would feel shame and hurt people and nobody would be able to handle my story. When the truth of the matter is, yeah. when I broke the silence, that's when I got free. Wow. Got free and paved the way for other and people to do the same. Right paved now. The way. Absolutely. So this is this is the journey. Like the journey for me is like put as many people in the basement as you can and let them tell you who they really are and then love them right where they are. We've just wow. seen we've just seen supernatural fruit as wow. a result of that. So, okay, I got I got I got to do it to him. I didn't know if we were gonna do it or not. I got to do it to him. <laughs> Our core verse for this podcast, Psalm uh, one nineteen nine. Uh, how can a young person stay on the path of purity by living according to your word? Purity, sexual purity. I would say is arguably like the biggest thing that we want to talk about on this podcast. Like, yeah. If we're really trying to minister to youth, like that's where they're at. That's For what sure. they need. So absolutely. Um, I was watching one of your clips and you were talking about premarital sex, how the enemy distorts young minds to drive them towards having inglorious sex. Yeah. Talk a like talk to, to the youth out there on your message on purity. Yeah. Premarital sex. Like, give us the spill. Absolutely. So first the first thing I always tell um young people, which I told my son. And uh, his brother, at 12 and 10 years old, is that sex is the bomb. Let's <laughs> not lie. That's the first thing. Let's off rip. Let's, let's just get this off rip. Yeah. 
Sex is amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Holy cow, that thing is powerful. I'm so glad God made it. <laughs> it is so bomb. There is nothing dirty about it. There is nothing nasty about it. There is nothing perverted about it. God doesn't make perverted stuff. Nope. God doesn't make corruptible stuff. Everything God makes is glorious. Everything yep. God makes is bomb. Sex is bomb. <laughs> it's the first narrative that needs to change in the church. Yeah. Mm. Because we have this toxic purity culture in the church that's oh. trying to make people, that's, we're trying to tell young people, sex is so nasty, don't do it. Well, guess what happens? When they grow up and get ready to get married, let's just say they, they keep themselves virgins until they get married. They're, they're literally stressing about having sex because the only thing they've heard their whole life is that it's dirty. Yeah. Then all of a sudden you say, I do, and it's clean? No. no. It's always been clean. Yep. What the enemies try to do is throw mud on it. Yeah, that's who dirties it. Yep. He yep. dirty sex. God didn't dirty sex nope. and then clean it up for married God people. God doesn't dirty nothing. Right? He's clean, right? So, so, so my, my message to young people, first of all, is that sex is bomb. And the best way it's going to be enjoyed is the way God designed it. Exclusively for a man and a woman in holy matrimony for eternity until you die. That's the most ideal way. You heard the man. That he wants you to have sex, right? That's glorious sex. Because it, man was made in his image. Uh, male and female, he created he them. Adam was actually made first and then Eve. Eve was in Adam, taken out of Adam, presented back to Adam for Adam to go into Eve. Wow. Follow that. They are one yeah. flesh. So when you have sex with somebody, you become one flesh. The question I always ask for people that 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 involve themselves as prom promiscuity is, how many times have you been married? Wow! Dang. <laughs> wow! Gee, get the water jug <laughs> out, baby! Wow! Oh my goodness! How many times That's have you great. been married? How many times do you want to be married? I only want to be married one. Uh, I only want to be married one time. Now, I keep it a buck. I had premarital sex. It's one of the biggest regrets in my entire life. I'm forgiven for it. I That's don't so like lament on it. I'm not like, oh, my God, Lord, I'm so sorry. No, I lost my virginity. I shouldn't have lost my virginity. It's one of my biggest regrets in my life because um, I I'm, in, I'm so madly in love with Juliet. One of my biggest regrets is that I did not save myself for her. Mm. Wow. Like, that is like, oh, I wish I could take that back. I can't take it back. So you just repent and you just move on, right? Um, but but let me make this very, very simple. Any sex outside of matrimony between a man and a woman is inglorious sex. Point blank, period. So heterosexual sex him. outside of marriage is a sin. Yep. And because um, male and female is who God brought together. God brought the sexual identities of Adam and Eve to each other. Yep. He did not give them options. He did not present Adam with options. Here's Eve. Here's Eva. <laughs> here's Sarah, Joyce, and Beth. And just pick which I just wanted to give you, or all of them, Adam. Right. Just wanted to, you know, whatever. If you want to be polyamorous, just pick who you would like to have today. Yeah, go crazy. Yeah, go crazy. If you want to be polygamous, no, he didn't do that. Reverse. He didn't do that 
for Eve and say, here's Adam, here's Gary, here's David, <laughs> right? Here's Thomas, and here's Braxton. Right? He didn't do that. Wow. Right? So he 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 guided their sexuality. He he guided their desires towards each other. And they said, You you can fulfill these desires within this exclusive relationship. You guys knock yourselves out. So so what the enemy tries to do is come perverted. So heterosexual sex outside of marriage is inglorious. <laughs> Can't do it. Uh male. And male sex is inglorious. Uh, uh, can't do it. Female and female yeah. is inglorious. Can't do it. Uh, yeah. uh, male and beast. Female and beast is inglorious. Can't do it. Uh, uh, all yeah. of this stuff is listed in Leviticus chapter number 18. Yeah. This is not God being mean. This is God having boundaries. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If you read Leviticus 18, that's not God being mean. That's God having boundaries. And there's some times where God was being, being mean. Yeah. Like there, but this, but ain't, this ain't one of them. This ain't one of them. Because... The opening up our bodies prior to having exclusivity in our relationships brings emotional ties, soul ties, physical ties that we ought not have, and they all tear us down mentally. And when you have to detox a person out of your body, mind, and soul, crazy. it's one of the most grueling processes you will ever go through in your life. Talk so we, we have to stop telling teens sex is bad. I want my, both of my sons to look forward to having sex yep. with their wives. Yep. <laughs> right. I don't want them to get married and be like, oh, my goodness. I have, I have a family member. I won't name the family member, uh, but this family member knows who they are, and they, I, I know they wouldn't have an issue with me saying this. But I had a family member, because we grew up in like a legalistic church environment, um, this, this family member just was so paranoid about sex that – after she exchanged vows with her husband and 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 uh they they went on a cruise, she ran from it was a seven day cruise. She avoided him for three days. What? She avoided him for three days. And he had to call her mom and be like, Hey, your daughter's your Jared. daughter's running from me. Could you imagine? And like and, physically, like Yeah, physically, she's ducking him because she's like, she's like sex is dirty Yo. and it's like she didn't even look forward to it can you imagine how heartbreaking that is wow and so and and so uh she got on the phone with her mama and she was like baby <laughs> you need to get in that room she was like my mom's so scared oh my god i'm just so scared it's gonna hurt it's gonna be this and it's gonna be that and uh, it's just so nasty she was like it's not nasty like you waited for this yeah you it's a wait, gift. you this is a gift go enjoy it and now she's happy. Like, like you know what I mean? Jeez. But but like we have to demystify what it is and 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 just talk the thing I love about teenagers is like you can just talk to them straight. Yep. And the reason why I believe in talking to teenagers straight is because the world is talking to them straight. Yeah. Like we're competing with Pornhub here, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Let's not yeah. act like we gotta save them because right. oh, they're so innocent. Your kids ain't innocent, fam. Nope. <laughs> Now your mama, your mama, your daddy may not know, but I know. I know y'all ain't innocent. Yeah. Go peep what your kids are watching on YouTube. Absolutely. If and 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 peep what they listening to, and peep what their friends are showing them. It may not be on their phone, but don't think your friends, your 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 kids haven't shared phones. Yeah. Well, I I blocked all the porn sites. Well, they're making their own. Parents. Wow. So please peep game. Cause they're making their own little clips and sending it to each other. Wow. So don't think you, oh, we've locked it down. Well, you ain't locked down that 
you didn't lock it down that uh, DM. <laughs> you didn't lock down that snap. You didn't lock down that video they made and oh. it went viral amongst their friends. Oh, but our kids don't have social media. Okay, they don't need social media. They making their own. Cap. Talk to them. <laughs> Talk to them. Right? They, they might not have Instagram, but they got InstaClick. Yep. Dang. Because they can take pictures of themselves. Did you forget that? Did you forget that? So don't get me started on that because I'll, I'll put everybody <laughs> up on game. But I'm, I'm just telling you right now, sex is the bomb. And it is glorious when it is enjoyed between a husband and a wife. And I'm going to say this. You can wait. I don't care what culture is throwing out there. I don't care how much peer pressure they're trying to put on you. You can wait. And you can experience all the pleasure of sex that you want in the confines of a marriage. So don't compromise nothing. I want, young lady, I want you to be a virgin. I want your vagina to be a virgin and your hand and your mouth and your butt. Young man, same thing. You may have never penetrated nothing, but your mouth been everywhere. So I'm trying to keep you a virgin from your head to your toe. That way, when you experience it with your wife, you won't have to compete with four other failed, awkward sexual exchanges. And I definitely don't want you to wind up with no disease. Because I'm telling you right now, you get herpes, you're going to have it for life. You get baby, you don't have that for life too. Yeah, baby's for life too. Hey, hey, <laughs> hey! Can I can I chime in on this? I feel it's also no. a real thing. It's also a real thing that people think that God makes up rules just to show that He's God, but God. And then they bring up the whole unconditional love thing. Yeah, I I remember talking to someone. They're like, "Well, that doesn't sound very unconditional if I can't do what I want." And I think there's a difference between conditions Hell. and boundaries. Oh, absolutely correct. All true love. I have so many people that say God is love. That's why we can have sex with whoever we want because God is no. love. And I'm like, God is love. Like, you're actually right about that. But true love has boundaries. Yes. Lust does not. Yep. That's you're right. God is love, but he ain't lust. Yeah. Lust doesn't have boundaries. Wow. Love does. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I agree with you that God is love, but you better also agree that love has boundaries. Yeah. All true love has boundaries. And if it doesn't have boundaries, it's not love, it's lust. And if it's a very aggressive form, it's lasciviousness. Another little biblical word that... Yeah, break that down. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I don't I, know, I've never heard that. that means. I've never heard Tell, that. Talk to me about that. Yeah, yeah. So lasciviousness is, um, is anything goes. There are zero restraints. Mm. And you, you just... It's, promiscu it's, it's promiscuity times 10. Yeah. Mm. So the enemy is even per perverted promiscuity, right? It, promiscuity is anything goes, I'll get with anybody. Do you know the most promiscuous thing in the entire world? What's that? Grace. Grace is the most promiscuous thing in the universe. That's the only thing that should have been promiscuous is God's grace. Because God's grace will get with anybody. Dang. <laughs> God's grace will get with a crackhead. Get up in that bush. God's grace will get with a porn addict. God's grace will yeah. get with an alcoholic. God's grace will get with a murderer. God's grace will get with somebody that's bitter and holds grudges and is petty. God's grace will get with anybody. God's grace is promiscuous. That's the only thing that should be getting with anybody. Jeez. It's God's grace. And the enemy even tried to pervert that. So. Bars. Oh 
Ah! We wow, are. I'm fired <laughs> up, man. We <laughs> are you now, devil. Yeah. Stupid. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> we on your head now, yeah. devil. Stupid. Let's go. Oh, gosh. We turning all the lights on. Let's uh, get it. That's how you clear a house. That's how you, you know what I'm saying? Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Air it out. Stupid. Air it out, baby. Air it out. <laughs> bro, that's so good, bro. Before we wrap, I don't want to take too much of your time, man. But, I'm um, in my own house. You chilling. That's actually true. <laughs> Y'all can stand to dinner. He's like, you got <laughs> say less. Yeah. Stay. Right. Don't right. tell right. me that. <laughs> I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> Um, no, you got so much exciting stuff coming up. Well, for some sure. stuff we don't even know about, but the stuff we do know about. Hey. You got this this episode drops Friday. Oh, so sweet. A week from Friday Woo-hoo. will be your first oh, yeah. live show. Absolutely, bro. Absolutely. Sold out. Yeah, we so sold we it out. We can't even tell people to go cop tickets. <laughs> don't, the game. don't pull up. There's, there's you no, already yeah, missed it. Yeah, you can pull up, but you You're will not just be in. outside. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Pull up for the vibes, um, I guess. But, bro, I was, that's so exciting. Dude. Thank Are you, you man. stoked? I am, I am, bro. Like, this is like, it's an amazing thing to be um, in a position to, like, bring an app to the market like you know yeah, what i mean like that's wild that was, we were like, about to get, get into that well that yeah. well that's that's the reason why we we threw this event is uh to to like premiere this app okay. right for so it goes for the soft launch it goes live on november 3rd um and you know with the basement god gave us a safe space with the b-side he's now given us a safe place and so we don't have to fight with YouTube's algorithm anymore. We don't have to worry about being demonetized or having our monetization limited because we say certain keywords mm. that YouTube doesn't even want context to. They're just like, oh, no, we're not going to we're going to limit or oh, we're just going to, you know, not fund this episode with sponsorship and stuff like that. And so um, to be able to build a community of people through this app, this platform um, where we can continue to have these vulnerable, hot, you know, conversations. That's like, I feel like it's a gift that God's given us to give people. Yeah. Um, and then we're going to, and then we're, 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 we're signing talent, um, uh, that can diversify and other people can like, be like, oh man, Tim's cool, but I really rock with this person. Yeah. Like, you that, know what I mean? That is so, sick. That's yeah. Dope. So we're, we're signing talent to, um, the platform as well that we feel like is going to, really keep people coming back. We want it to be a destination app. Yeah. Um my my um my goal like if you go to if you go to your settings um and pull up screen time, it'll give you the oh, list oh, of yeah. by each app. Yeah, 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 by each app how much time you spend. I'm coming for that section. <sighs> like I want the B side to be one of those apps that is like, "Oh, you spent 6 hours on that app right this week." You know what I'm saying? Like I'm trying to redeem. I'm trying to redeem that time. Wow. So wow. yeah, oh, that's huge. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm excited about it. Oh yeah. my gosh. I yeah. want to say PSA right now. Everybody, peep game and lock in. He said on his IG, if if he can get 10 percent of his audience to convert over, everybody watching this, if you are if bro. If you are watching this podcast, get on this app, bro. Like, yeah. like it's it's about to change the game, dog. For so, sure. Same Thank thing. You, same thing from us. We got a hundred k. If ten k, y'all could go over to the app. I mean, that that's huge, bro. Yeah. Like, this is it's about to change the game. Thank you, bro. I, I appreciate it. that. I genuinely do. I do too, man. Yeah. I'm excited about it, man. I appreciate the plug yeah. too. Mm-hmm. For sure, Thank absolutely. Course, is yeah. there anything else you got coming up that you want to plug? Um, 
Um, my first book uh, releases, well, actually, it's my second book, uh, releases uh, February 27th of next oh, year. Yeah. It's, called, oh. well, it's called Welcome to the Basement. Well, and so um, I'm, I'm excited about that book coming out because that book is going to be like the blueprint of what this philosophy is about okay. and the quickest way people can plug into how to take this movement literally around the world. Dang. Yeah. Every church should have a basement. Bro. Wow. February For 2024. Sure. Yes, sir. February 2024. Is, it, is the pre-order out? Pre-order is going to hit, I think, in like, um, wow, I think it's November, like November 27th. November 27th is when the pre-order hits. It's a big month coming up. Yeah, bro. It's a big month. Yeah, it's a big yeah, month. Yeah, yeah. I got to tap in. We, we didn't even plan all that, bro. But it's, That's crazy. But, and we will go on tour with the book. Um, We're, we're taking the pod on tour okay. with the release of the book next year Let's as well. Let's go. Yeah. Oh, For sure. All coming together. Bro. For sure. Absolutely. Basement That's tour, baby. Epic. Yes, sir. Outside. Basement tour. Oh, my God. We're going to be outside. What a fun episode, dude. Thank, Thank you. you. So oh, no, I appreciate y'all. This, is, this was a blast, man. Thank I could you. keep going for hours, bro. Yo, let's easy. get it. Let's get it, man. So good, bro. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Yeah. So press be with me and let's let whatever go be. Just be. 